Hi guys, this is Vicky McLeod. Welcome back to Europe is Coming and our new shorter Q&A sessions with John Singleton, head coach and founder of the programme. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. Welcome back to the show, John. It is Monday, the 6th of November. How are you doing? How are you? I am good. Another week has started. On Monday call. Uh, well, yeah, we, you know, this is consistency. Second week in a row. Wow, go us. Or go me. You're very consistent. I'm the least consistent person you will ever meet, I think. I'll be very random. Apart from Mondays at four or five o'clock. This is like a testament to your coaching abilities. <laughs> so congratulations on the launch of the Crown documentary. I think uh, it was a really exciting to finally see it being published last week on YouTube. Well done. Yeah, it was a huge effort. I mean, mainly on the side of uh, Manu, who took the burden of uh, making this all, all work together. But you know, there, there were lots of people behind the scenes, especially during the event. But yeah, Manu really deserves... Uh, a tip of the hat for the, the effort that you put in over the last few months to get it together. Yeah, man. the really interesting thing about Manu is when I first met him, he didn't speak great English. Yeah. And over over the last 18 months, it's been like he's basically learned it by immersion, hasn't he? Because he's been around so many English-speaking athletes and other people around the, around the program. And he's edited a documentary in English, which is not his first language. And he's made a really, really good job of it. So good job, Manu. Really proud to know him. So I've got a few questions about the documentary that have been asked of me, and I also have a few things that I would like to know. So let's talk about like how many people, how many people were on the team who were working on the competition? So if you might, we had nine athletes in this last event, and there were probably in and around like 20 people involved in setting up the, the actual event. So it's like around a two to one ratio, kind of like event team to athlete. Because mm. there was a lot of judges, a lot of media, yeah, and a, and a lot of uh, people just keeping the whole the whole machine rolling as well. We had a chef, drivers, all kinds of people uh, keeping the whole thing going for those days. Yeah, it was you know that's kind of how we wanted to to do it. Uh, make sure everyone was kind of like on board and and basically make sure the athletes were looked after and in order to make that happen you know we we had that bigger team i mean the thing was we could probably you know not every competition obviously has that kind of ratio of staff to athletes but that was the direction that we wanted to pull it to make sure that the the athletes were looked after how long before the competition did you start planning it so the actual crown was a very last minute. So we ran the comp in 2019, and we always had the idea that we wanted to do a second edition. COVID happened, we didn't get to do that second edition. So we then had to wait a few years. And we had everything planned out for a similar event to like the comp 23. The trouble was we were let down by equipment supplier, and that meant that we had to make a last minute change. And that last minute change ended up going, okay, how can we do this? do this event? still keep it going, still keep it running. 
but not have to rely as heavily on, you know, setting up a whole rig, having 10 athletes be able to go at once. And that's where the concept evolved into the, the crown, which was actually something that we thought about for, for years, but we never kind of had been brave enough to try. So that, that kind of forced us to try it that way. When you say we, do you mean you or do you mean you and other people? Me, yeah. collective, you know. <laughs> the queen. There's no question that it is a team effort. Like, you know, everyone involved in the program, you know, is contributing as well towards an event like the Crown, you know, and like with Manu, with Chris, with everyone who's involved, it's taking time away that they could be doing other work or working on the business. So, you know, I say we because I, I do I do feel it's like a collective effort towards that, you know, all kind of driving in that same direction. These kind of events, obviously, not only do you draw on a lot of people to be volunteering their time, but also you need a lot of of, of materials and equipment. Like you said, you were let down by an equipment sponsor who will be whose name we shall not reveal because that would be bad bad form. But you did have some great other sponsors, didn't you? How did it feel to have Nike supporting the competition? Yeah. It was really nice to have their, you know, Nike's such an epic brand and they've done such cool stuff, you know. I mean, they just do cool stuff. That's what Nike does. And so to get a bit of, it felt like a bit of a seal of approval that the idea and the concept was something that a brand like Nike likes. And they resonated with our idea of supporting the next generation. And that's really what this this competition does. I mean, it's it's not run as a profitable competition. We're not going to make money from this. I mean, we lose the program as a company loses money putting on something like this so you know that's really the kind of overarching concept is putting on something supports next generation and to have nike also have that belief and the faith in the event as well was something really really nice i mean can you tell me how much it cost you to put it on how much did your overdraft go to that weekend so you know we have done calculations in and around forty thousand euros to yeah (laughs) to put on an event like that and you know that's a small event when you start looking at like madrid you're going like deep into six figures it's like putting a big target on your back being an event organizer i think because you have just like so many expectations from the fans so many commitments you have to make to the athletes and to the other people that are involved there's a huge amount of responsibility on your shoulders how do you feel that the weekend went were you happy with how it went yeah, I was really happy, mainly because when you heard all the testimonials of people, so you heard the testimonials of all the athletes when they finished the weekend, and it was all very positive. And so that was kind of, we looked at that already as a, kind of a level of success for, for the competition. And you are right, it was, it's, it was a new concept, and so there's always like a big risk when you're doing something like that. What were your standout moments from the weekend? If I said, to, if I said name me your top three, what would they be? It's a good question. I, I think one moment was seeing just everything come together because, you know, seeing the vans arrive, seeing the branding arrive, seeing the whole Finca being put together was like uh, a really big moment, just seeing it all real. You know, you'd had all the drawings up, you had all the ideas up. So, so having the house real, having the athletes arrive, that was like, uh, like okay, it's happening. What was uh, in your mind when you were programming it? Was there anything specifically that you wanted to to do with the programming? You've, you've programmed quite a few competitions now. And was it to, like, what kind of, how can I just explain this? How, what kind of style of CrossFit were you trying to go for? 
Yes, there are a few things. One, we really didn't want to beat down the athletes. The idea was not to test their fitness in that kind of games classic way. It was to showcase what they can do. And then we also wanted to you know, showcase the island as well. So we had the, obviously we had these lots of outdoor events where we could take people outside and put them in environments they might not necessarily have just in their their training. And that's one, one aspect I've always really liked from the games, this this element of being outside, you know, odd objects, various things happening. So we wanted to incorporate that into the ground. So it, the, the programming style was, it was important that the athletes would not just be beat up by the, the end of the competition, which can quite easily happen. At the same time, we wanted to make sure that they were getting like a sufficient stimulus. We wanted to see them lift heavy, we wanted to see them do classic CrossFit, and we wanted to take them outside and outdoors as well. Within that, the, the crown is designed for teenage athletes or, or young adult athletes. And it's the idea you told me before is to kind of give them the opportunity to not just throw down with each other, but also to make friends. What do you think, having nurtured a lot of young athletes, what do you think it takes to help a, a young athlete to break out and to, to move up into the adult elite field? I mean, to move up to the elite, the biggest thing is actually consistency. Like, there's a big gap. You know that this athlete is talented because obviously they've made it on a on a teenage level. So it's like, okay, you know that the natural talent's there. Then really there's this big gap of, like, work ethics through that period of time. And, you know, I mean, we've all been there when you're, like, 18 years old, 19 years old, 20 years old. You've got pressure groups from friendships. You might be studying something and all your mates want to, I don't know, get into. It might not even be just partying. It might be another sport or something like that. And so... You know, can you kind of bridge that, those kind of like other paths? Can you bridge it through towards uh, being an athlete? Now, I think that's probably the trickiest thing, like keeping consistency as they get into their early 20s. It is probably the biggest secret for those athletes. How do you stay consistent? What would you say are the things that you have to do? I think it probably involves having a supportive, you know, a, a community around you, your family into it, you have friends who do it, all of those things. And that's one of the other concepts of the crown is bringing that support network together. Because if all your other friends are into a different sport or they're into whatever it may be, that's not CrossFit, it's going to make it a lot harder to stay consistent because you won't be able to relate to them at a certain point. So what are, the, are you going to do it again next year? What are the plans? What have you got cooking? Um, so we're running the qualifiers right now. So the next stage is to get the qualifiers out, get the qualifying athletes. One thing we're doing different this year is that two male and two female athletes will qualify through to the finals. And that will be like one of the the differences between last year and this year. So we'll have qualifying athletes rather than just invited athletes. And then I so say you're going to have two of the five being qualifiers and the other three you'll invite? Exactly. So you just you've, you've already released two qualifiers. I've seen bar muscle up, strict handstand push ups, and then power clean, shoulders overhead, and then three rounds of time: thirty front squats, thirty toes to bar, thirty bar facing burpees. That sounds like a burner. <laughs> and you've got one more to release. When will that come out? Uh, that comes out on Wednesday. So basically, all workouts have been released within a one-week period, and then the athletes will have until the 1st of December to complete them all. What have you got to, to – is there anything that you need to tell the athletes about the, regarding filming the qualifiers or anything to do with actually entering this? Yeah, so obviously it's important to read carefully, you know, 
the standards. But one important thing is if you have any doubts or any questions, like just uh, email the crown at the program.com. So, you know, if you have any doubts, or just send a direct message on Instagram, whatever it may be. And that's the big thing. If you have any doubts, you're worried about your video, you're worried about how it filmed, just send an email or a, or a direct message. And what's the age group? What's the age range that you're looking for? Under 20. So you have to be under 20 on the 1st of March, 2024. I guess, um, yeah, I don't know. I suppose quite a lot of young young athletes would have videoed themselves quite a few times now, filmed themselves for various qualifiers. So it's not something that's like that abnormal these days, is it? But there's still things you can mess up. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, you put the camera too close and don't film all the movements, whatever it may be. There's lots of silly errors that can happen in online qualifiers that, you know, you may have had the actual result, but if you don't document it, we can't validate the video. Those are important things. So don't waste your effort. Exactly. Okay, and we need to speak just briefly before we finish our phone call about Ella's news. Yeah. What a cool little bit of news that was last week that broke. Ella is going to be the team captain for one of the athlete teams at FitFest in Birmingham in December. I was very, very impressed to see her her face on the front of that. I was really happy for her. How did that come about? So they were, you know, obviously Ella qualified through to the, the games this year, so that put her on the radar. The, the organisation would be looking for, for team captains. So you have three teams with three team captains and... Yeah, obviously, but Ella is really nice being included. You know, you've got Emma Lawson, Daniel Brandon, and then Ella Wunger. And so it's like a real honor for her to be a, a team captain. And she got to do like this draft pick of the team where she had to choose who's going to be on her team and these things. And it, so it's like a it's a cool idea. For, you know, I think it's important for people to take risks and try other things in the sports and the space. And this is something that will be be happening. Unfortunately, it's the same weekend as Dubai. So Carmen will be going with Ella to uh, to Birmingham, sorry. And I'll be going to Dubai with uh, with Jacqueline and Morris. What a shame you can't watch her. That's, uh, yeah, that's yeah, such sure. a cool I'm thing. Sure, I'm sure they'll be uh, broadcasting. But I hope, you know, it'd be very good for Ella to get the experience as well, to go out, you know, be able to interact with those those guys. So, you know, quite looking forward to, you know, telling Velma how to do his <laughs> workouts. <laughs> I mean, like, we know Ella, she's, she doesn't, she's quite shy. Yeah, extremely shy. That's going to be well out of her comfort zone on some of those things. I'm really impressed that she's accepted the challenge. Yeah, so was I. It's really nice that she's, uh, she's taken it, as you say. That must mean she's almost ready for an interview. Could be soon. Maybe post-FitFest or pre-FitFest, we can do a warm-up interview. I think it would be good practice for her to chat. I would really um, just keep trying to find ways to convince her. Like if I could say, bring your dog, Ella, we can do it that way. She's got a lovely little puppy called Frankie, who everybody's very jealous of now, I think. So that's it for this week. And what should we talk about next week? Any thoughts? I guess Dubai is on its way. So we should maybe start thinking about that. Yeah, Dubai is on its way. And there's, I suppose, a few other things happening in the CrossFit world to, to touch base on. Definitely. Well, thank you very much for your consistent time today, Mr. Singleton. And I'll speak to you next week. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you have questions you would like to pose to John about the sport of CrossFit, send them to me at Vic McLeod on Instagram. Until next time, thanks for listening and bye bye. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. 
Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.